0: podcast we are here i'm your host ben miller at lions west side on twitter if you've not followed us yet do it i'm not asking much more except for i'm gonna ask every single time um so please go do that with me as just about always sometimes one person's here sometimes it's not um we got one of our co-hosts today austin rudlin is here with us today jake is not able to be here today uh, and austin and i are going to be breaking down the 2022 NFL draft for the Lions. Uh, Austin, how are you feeling about the Lions draft?
1: Oh, man, Ben. That was something else, let me tell you. I'm, yeah, I'm was, feeling uh, pretty pumped right now.
0: It was a good draft. I think, I don't know if this is just myself because I got so, like, exhausted with the draft, but I didn't get, like, the same... I I had one pick that was like as high of a feeling that I had for draft picks. Like I feel last year I had more like explosively high feelings (laughs) for the draft. Um, I liked the stuff that they did. I was surprised by a couple things, but I didn't really like, it wasn't a draft for me that like made me jump out of my seat, except for the first pick. But other than that, yeah, this, okay, well, get, let's just get right into it, okay, <laughs> let's just get right into it So, okay, <laughs> we're going to start from the top, the one that was most exciting, uh, definitely for me, I'm assuming for yourself too um, Aiden Hutchinson is now yeah. a Detroit Lion, we were able to get him at pick two Somehow, Jacksonville Jaguars messed it up, and they did not pick Aiden Hutchinson Um, So let's talk about Aiden Hutchinson as a prospect real quick. Obviously we know him very well um, because we were Michigan fans. We've watched him all year. Um, So just go over a little bit of Aiden Hutchinson for those who kind of don't know as much about him or why we are so excited that we got him at pick two.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Hutchinson's great. Um, You know, Motor guy never stops, um. Just gonna keep going. He's gonna give it his all. Um, like he said, and you know, a lot of his interviews, he's gonna, you know, come in, put his head down and he's just gonna go to work. Um, you know, he's not gonna really talk about it or. Try and be flashy or anything like that. He's just gonna, you know, get ready right to it, get go to work, so. Um. And I mean, obviously, if you're a Michigan fan, um, you are well aware of what Hutchinson was able to do on the field. And um you know, I expect that to translate pretty well onto the NFL game as well.
0: yeah, I think a lot of people know kind of um, the floor of where Aiden Hutchinson is. Uh, all of these draft analysts and everybody said, you know Aiden Hutchinson has the Highest floor of any of the edge rushers in this class, um, but they also said that Aiden Hutchinson probably has the lowest ceiling, and I don't. I don't know if I believe that. Um, Aiden Hutchinson is often um, compared to the Bosa brothers when they came out from college, and then everyone says, "Oh, they're they're not. He's he's good, but he's not the Bosa brothers." You're right. He's not the Bosa brothers. He's Aiden Hutchinson, and he is the same height, length, everything as them, but more athletic. Like that's I people are kind of down on in like everyone almost almost everybody agrees he is the number 1 prospect in this draft. Um however, he lacks elite pass rush upside. And I don't believe that. I really think that this guy can really do some amazing things. He's like I said a freak athlete. Um he is outstanding in the run support. He's great at attacking the run. Um great at rushing the passer. He's going to be kind of like your he can play anywhere between your 3 tech and your 7 tech on your defensive line. So tons of versatility with him. Um and someone who's just going to get after that quarterback. Somebody we have not had since probably oh goodness. I don't even know the last time. Was it um can't even think of who our last pass rusher was i guess was it
1: um we had ansa but he just had so many injuries
0: yeah i guess i guess i would say ansa then yeah because he he was kind of on that elite tier of pass rusher but yeah like you said always injured so um a Hutchinson is going to bring a new kind of defensive scheme too that comes with it and i'm excited for that um But we've got our face of the franchise now. Like, this is a Detroit Lions, Michigan guy pick, because this is, like, they made this pick because he is the face of this franchise now, um, easily. Uh, Like you said, got a high motor, always, always going. Uh, He's not going to give up on a play. And, yeah, I just can't talk, you know, talk enough about how good Aiden Hutchinson is, and he was ri- widely widely regarded as the number 1 prospect in this draft for a very long time and out of nowhere <laughs> the Jacksonville Jaguars started thinking that they would go with somebody else so um it's it's definitely interesting uh to say the least i i had possibly thought maybe from what i had heard that Brad Holmes might even have preferred K. Von Thibodeau over Aiden Hutchinson, but that didn't happen. He picked Hutchinson. Um, I'm I'm happy about that, but I mean, just a solid, solid player. And then our next pick was pick 32, and we were all shocked when Brad Holmes put in a trade for pick 12. And I originally saw what the Lions had to give up for that pick. We had to get, and this is to go up, uh, what was it, 12 spots? 20 spots, 20 spots. 20 had spots.
1: To
0: had to go from 32 to 12. And he gave up a the 32, the 34, and then a third rounder pick. When I saw that, I was like, okay, well, that makes sense. You know, that to get up 20 spots in the first round, that, that sure. And then I saw Brad Holmes and his little magic working self <laughs> Got us a second round pick back with that. And I was completely shocked. I was shocked and stunned and incredibly happy about that. So we had great, great value from that trade. I'm pretty sure we won. The, and it was with uh a, a NFC rival, like the NFC North yeah, rival. Yeah, I, I,
1: I couldn't get that. And, you know, I don't know why the Vikings, you know, would trade with their, you know, in-conference rival.
0: Yeah, and then they understand. did it again
1: with Green Bay, too, so I, I just I don't get it.
0: I mean, whatever, keep doing it, I guess. I don't care. Um, so then at this point, we had already gotten the edge rusher, the top edge rusher we wanted. And at this point, my a couple of things were running through my head. It was, oh, my God, we're about to get Malik Willis or it was going to be <coughs> Kyle Hamilton at pick 12. I was we leaning towards went,
1: Kyle Hamilton.
0: Yeah, we actually shocked me greatly, and we picked up Jamison Williams. Um, I'll let you start about Jamison Williams at pick twelve. What do you What do you think of that?
1: Um, you know, I was a little, I was very surprised by that pick. Um, I mean, like I said, I was leaning towards Kyle Hamilton at that. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, torn ACL, so I think, you know, that's definitely why he dropped, but, um, I mean, like all the analysts have said, though, without that ACL injury, he would have been, you know, the number one wide receiver in this class. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, great wide receiver, um, uh, the doctor that, uh, did his surgery said that, um, you know, it went very well. Um, so he'll be back, you know, a hundred percent, um, you know, question is just when that hundred percent will come. So,
0: yeah, I have, um, I, first off, I, I was like you where this pick and now that I've had like time to process it, I'm excited about it. However, at that moment, I was more shocked. I was just like in awe and shock more than anything. I was like, "Wait, did we really just draft? Did we just trade up and grab a wide receiver?" I w- I didn't see that coming. Um, but even with his ACL injury, I have him on my wide receiver list as number two wide receiver. That's with his injury. Um, without his injury, he's easily. Number one wide receiver, and probably he's a top five pick if he didn't have his ACL injury. yeah um, I mean, it's clear that they got their number one guy got up and got him, so they got their number one edge rusher. They've arguably they got the best player on offense and defense in this draft, and that's I mean tremendous value um. Jamison Williams is a very interesting wide receiver for our team because Jamison Williams is a lot like Devonte Smith, except for he's bigger, stronger, and he runs faster. But he's the same kind of guy where you can, you know, he'll kind of sneak into good coverage. I mean, you know, sneak out of good coverage, and then he's going to kill you with the yards after catch. So he averages 19.9 yards catch. That's unbelievable.
1: It's crazy.
0: I think that they had said when they did the on field tracking for him, he I think he clocked twenty one miles per hour that he was running at one point. I mean the guy's a burner. They talk about him kind of like the same way they do with Tyreek Hill speed. I I I think that's a pretty fair comparison. Um and to have his height and weight and everything. I mean it's a it's a rare <clears throat> um it's a rare grouping there so i love jameson williams as a player um the acl is a little is the only thing that's really got me like a little bit on edge with it but i mean Jamison williams said he's going to be ready by training camp and obviously that you know they're not going to rush him in because he's the first year player they're not you know they want him around so obviously they're not going to rush him but he seems like a guy who if he's if he can play you're not going to keep him off the field type of a guy um, and then, uh, the doctors that Jameson Williams has been working with said that he should be ready to go by the first week uh, for the first game. So I'm hoping that, I mean, just imagine what this kind of guy, I mean, he's going to demand corner and safety help. So safeties won't be able to play down in the box, which is going, which is going to severely uh. help our, our tight ends and, and like Aminra, those crossing routes because they're not going to be able to play down on those guys. They're going to have to pay attention to Jameson Williams. Otherwise they're going to get burnt and easily let up a touchdown. So I think this is going to open up our offense a lot. And that and it has been pretty excited to be honest. So um, I love the pick. I, like I said, to come out of the first round with the top defensive player and the top offensive player, and only give up like only move back know, was it like twelve ten, twelve spaces in the second round, and then give up your third. I don't care at all. Like that's 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 a steal. That is a steal right there. Yeah. So I liked it. Um move on to our second round pick. This is another one. Again, shocked me a little bit until I kinda did my uh my second dive into him again and kind of figured out how they might have how they might use him so our second round player that we picked up at 46 is josh pascal and he's listed as an edge rusher out of kentucky i had him as like my 15th edge rusher um but then I did a little bit more dive into him, and I thought about a little bit more. Um, and he kind of fit. If you remember, Austin, on that podcast we did right before the draft, I said, in the second round, don't be surprised if they get a defensive tackle or go you know, along the defensive line there. Yeah. I think Josh Pascal is a guy, from what I've heard and what I've read and tape I've watched, if he puts on some weight, he could – turn out to be not quite as good as an Aaron Donald, but that kind of player where he's on the inside and can also line up on the outside and just create chaos on the interior. And that's what we really have been missing is that pass rush from the interior. So I think that's what they plan on doing with Pascal, but I don't know. Otherwise I I think he's going to do another, I mean, they're just bolstering up the edge rushers in that line that, you know, they want to make sure that we are getting after that quarterback. What was your thoughts with when they took
1: Pascal? Yeah, um, I like the pick. Uh, It reminds me of, you know, last year's draft when we took um, Ali McNeil and uh, Mm -hmm. Levi back to back. Um, I mean, obviously this wasn't back to back, but again, doubling up on the DN position. um, And like you said, Pascal. You know he's got the versatility. He can uh, he can rush from the outside, and then you can also you know stick him on the inside, and he can rush from there as well. Um, really good run defender. Um, and what well, he was a top five, I believe, ranked DN by PFF in college. So yep,
0: he was Aiden Hutchinson was number yeah. one, uh, and then. Josh Pascal
1: was number two. Uh, I mean, one more do you want?
0: <laughs> yeah. I think also a part that plays into why Dan Campbell loves this guy. He was a three-year captain, three-time captain yeah. in college. That doesn't happen. Like, you don't get three-year captains. That is true. Like, this is Dan Campbell's guy. From what I heard uh, from some reporters <laughs> – Dan Campbell went into the draft day saying, If we don't come out with Josh Pascal, I'm going to be really, and he said, I'm going to be really pissed. So clearly, this is a Dan Campbell guy. And again, they're getting the guys that they love, and I'm on board for it. They've seemed to pan out so far. I like it, so I have no issues with it. All right, moving into round three. We finally get a safety. We get our safety Kirby Joseph at pick 97. Uh, Kirby Joseph is from Illinois. I kind of projected him around this range. I had him somewhere between third and fourth. Um, He was my eighth safety on the board. He was the top safety on my board that was available when they picked. Um, I like him. I like him a lot. He has the same kind of. Um, talent in the back end or deep safety range that Kyle Hamilton does, but he really, really, really lacks in the run support and coming downfield and helping in the box. So if they can keep him kind of in the backfield, I really, really like Kirby Joseph, and he's kind of a ball hawk, and I I think he could do really well alongside Tracy. He's a great compliment because Tracy's good coming down into the box. So I think if they – Play those right. I think that Kirby Joseph could do really, really well for our team. I don't think he's going to start right away just because we have. Um, oh, I can't think of his name. Will right. Harris. Well, Will Harris is playing our KFD role, but I'm talking about the uh, other guy we picked up from, Ravens. Um, Deshaun
1: Elliott.
0: Yes, thank you. Deshaun Elliott. I think he'll probably start uh, alongside Tracy. But it'll give a chance for Kirby to like grow into the role, learn what he needs. And then once the Sean's gone, Kirby can probably step in. So I like him. What, what was your thoughts for uh, our third round pick?
1: Yeah. um, I I kind of figured, you know, within our first four picks, we were going to take a safety. Um, so honestly, I hadn't read a whole lot about Kirby Joseph, but you know, like all the other guys they are, you know, they're a Dan Campbell kind of guy. Um, you know, the whole theme with this entire draft was, you know, guys that are all very athletic. Um, you can you can coach, you know, plays and, uh, you know, different techniques, but y- you can't coach um, that athletic ability. Um, so, yeah, I mean, good pick. Um, yep. yep. Obviously not going to be a starter, but
0: I thought it was funny that I think it was Houston traded directly in front of the Lions at that pick and picked up Nick Cross, the other safety. I liked him too. I think I had Nick Cross just a little bit higher than Kirby Joseph, but then they traded just in front of the Lions to get him. And I was like, crap, I wonder if we were actually going to get Nick Cross, but that's the way it goes in the draft. All right. And so we didn't have any fourth round picks. So our next pick that we had was in round five at 177. We picked up a guy I'm actually really excited about. Um, I had him on my list decently high. I didn't do a ton of work on the tight ends just because I didn't think it was going to be a huge thing for us. I I picked up the first few, um, but then I rewatched some of his tape recently, and I love the guy. So we picked up James Mitchell, tight end. He is out of Virginia Tech. I had him actually uh, going fourth round in my mock or in my uh, big board. Um, the thing is with James Mitchell, he's also coming off an ACL injury if he and he didn't play all at all last year. So there's that with him. If he played and like he did the year before, he would probably be up there with kind of some of the ones that went like second round, third round in this draft. With these tight ends. He's a very, very good tight end. Um, I think he can step into a tight end two role almost immediately once he's healthy. Um, he's like, if you watch his film, the guy's always catching touchdowns, like touching, catching touchdowns. He's running it in for touchdowns. He's, I mean, they use him all over the field and he is really, really good. He's very good at like being a deeper threat and you know getting vertical however he's also like sneaky good at blocking so I really like him behind Hawkinson I think Hawkinson Hawkinson and James Mitchell will be a good tight end one and two um and then if Hawkinson goes down or something I think James Mitchell could step in and fill a tight end one role while he's out so I like the pick what did you think of James Mitchell
1: yeah um you know it's funny with um you know, a tight end, drafting a tight end. Um, so, I mean, Camel must have really liked the guy in order to take him. So, I mean, I'm all for it. Um, yeah, obviously the ACL injury can be, you know, a little bit of a concern, but it's, you know, it's been almost a year, if not more, since he's had it. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes, I guess.
0: I agree. All right, so we'll go into round six. So now we are in to the final two rounds. Round six, 188. We had two picks in round six, so pick 188. Another guy I'm very excited about was another guy we got great value on, linebacker Malcolm Rodriguez. So this is a guy, for those who don't know, I have him 13 on my board. Um, he plays... The reason that he... First off, I'll start with this. This is the reason that he dropped so far to round six is because he is he is a little bit smaller of a linebacker. He looks a lot like a N'Kobe Dean, you know, uh, with his weight and his height and how he plays even is a lot like Nakobe Dean, um, which is a big reason why he fell. And he's not from a big school, so he doesn't get, you know, as much of the attention. But malcolm rodriguez i had going in the second or third round and we got him in the sixth round so i really 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 enjoy um getting good value picks and i think malcolm rodriguez i don't know if he's going to start right away but he's going to compete right away for starting so i i love that he's very instinctual he you know finds the hole to do run support he's very quick he'll go sideline to sideline to do what they need to do there um I really like him. I rewatched his tape again, and, and it's all just jumping off the screen for us, and I mean, I really enjoy it. I think I think J- Malcolm Rodriguez could be our Amon Ross St. Brown of this year. I think he could be the guy that really surprises us the most. What do you think of uh, the pick there?
1: Yeah, uh, great pick. Um, obviously, he's, n- he's not going to come in and start right away, um, but he'll definitely be... A rotational piece for us. Um, So, I mean, yeah. Great pick. Undersized. um, But great motor. Um, A high motor guy. He's not going to stop. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, not much more to say about the guy. Um, (laughs) On to our second, sixth round pick at 217. This one, again, surprised me a little bit. Uh, We got another edge rusher, James Houston. So, James Houston, let me find where I had him on my board. I didn't have him high. I had him at 36 for edge rushers. So, he's from Jackson State. The thing is with James Houston, he played at Jackson (laughs) State, like I said, which the competition is not great, but he got 16 sacks last year. 16 sacks. So I think he's going to be another guy if if he makes I don't even know if he makes the team. I really don't because we our edge rusher class at this at this point on the team is super super filled. So it'll be a serious battle to get onto our team for the edge position. Edge position. Um but I think he would kind of fill the same role that like a Charles Harris would or uh, Julian O'Quara where he kind of can come in on certain downs, certain packages, and just get after the quarterback. Um, I'm interested to see how that goes. I like the possibility of his upside, um, but I don't know. I didn't at this point. I didn't really have too much strong feelings on this on on any of the players after this point, really.
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't really once we got. You know, down to here. I, I didn't really know honestly who they were. Um I looked into Houston a little bit. He was at Florida before he transferred to uh, Jackson State. Um I think he'll I think he'll make their a roster. Um who I do I you see think, him who do you I think, see him more as a yeah. special teamer.
0: But who do you think he he I mean, I don't I don't know about that. Who do you think he beats out on the on the edge position? Because, I mean, think of all the players know. we've got now. We've got Julian O'Quara, Charles Harris. We've got Romeo O'Quara. We've got Aiden Hutchinson. We've got, I mean, Josh Pascal. We've got, um, and I'm forgetting his name right now, um, the Oregon player that we, not Oregon, Clemson player, Austin <coughs> Bryant. I mean... Our edge position is deep. It's super deep. And I don't think we're going to carry a ton of them. So I don't I don't, I
1: don't. We'll see. We'll see. I don't
0: know who he'd beat out. But, yeah, like you said, we'll see. Um, <clears throat> it'll be exciting. I am excited because I know that there's going to have, I think they call it the NASCAR package. I'm sure that they're going to run that a lot where it's like they just fill the line with the pass rushers and just send it after the quarterback on like obvious rushing or obvious passing downs. So like, you'll get out there like an Aiden Hutchinson, Romeo, uh, you're going to get a Pascal and a, you know, a Julian acquire something like that. And just send them all. Cause I think it's going to be exciting. I know that they're going to be switching up their defense a little bit to a four, three attacking defense now. So I really, really like that, especially with the line that we've got. But, yeah, I'm a little, I just don't know if, I don't know if the last two people are going to make the team, to be honest. But we'll see. So that was our second to last James Houston. Our last pick for this draft was round seven, 237, cornerback Chase Lucas. Again, um, did. Oh, excuse me. A little bit of a dive into him after the draft. into not too much work on him before the draft. It looks like maybe he can kind of... He's not great at outside corner, so I don't don't think he'll be playing there. He won't make the team on outside corner. I could almost guarantee that. Um, he could possibly fight for position at slot corner, but that's about as far as I see him going, especially with how deep our corner room is as well. So... I don't know. Again, at this point, you're just kind of picking stuff and hoping that it works out. Did you have any specific thoughts about this pick?
1: No, I had never even heard of the guy before we picked him.
0: (laughs) Yep. So, I mean, at that, you know, round seven, even the undrafted free agents, you know, like last year, maybe a couple of them work out, but. Most likely, they're not even going to make the team, so we're not really going to focus on those guys too much. <laughs>
1: well, we've um, already given them guaranteed money, though. Who? Like, four undrafted free agents. We've given them, like, I think we spent, like, 500000 on four of them.
0: Yeah, well, that's, that's like, nothing.
1: Uh, and then, I mean, still, though.
0: We did that last year too, and none of them stayed. So, see, well, hopefully, some guys will work out. You know, we'd love to get some undrafted free agents to pan out again and late round guys, but we don't expect it. We just don't expect it. That's why they're late round guys and undrafted free agent guys. So, but that is our uh, total draft at that point. Um, do you want to go? and just do, like, an overall grade for this one. Yeah. It's obviously um, too early to do, like, an official, like, see, because you, you have to wait, like, you know, two or three years down the road to see how a draft really pans out. But it, just initially from the draft, how do, how do you think the Lions handled?
1: Oh, uh, I'd go with a very solid B+.
0: Yeah, I'd say I'd say either A minus or B plus as well, just because I can't like stress enough the the getting the best player on offense and defense in the draft. I mean, that can seriously increase how good your team is very quickly. So um, I think that the Lions were one of the teams that improved the most during the draft, and that's what that's what our goal was, right? It's to continue to build through our draft. So if we keep doing that, we're gonna be you know, doing real well, pretty pretty quickly here. So, all right. Well, you got anything else you wanted to talk about with the Lions?
1: Um. So, what was your first reaction when you heard um, Trayvon Walker went first?
0: Oh, I was I was jumping up and down.
1: <clears throat>
0: I was so ex- well. <laughs> I was I was excited. They picked Trayvon, but I wasn't 100% sure yet that Hutchinson was going to be our pick. And that's what worried me the most, because I was like, man, I really hope we get Hutchinson. But from what I heard, I wouldn't be surprised if if they picked Kayvon over him. So I was kind of still on edge and <laughs> waiting, but then they called out Hutchinson, and they picked him. Apparently, bef- they called... Hutchinson before they had even announced Trayvon Walker was the number one pick. So um, I love that. I love the conviction. I don't even care if the league gets mad at him, just whatever. Our job is to pick the guys we love. If we love a guy, we're going to go get him. So I don't care what timeline you have
1: for it. So
0: yeah, I was excited about it, but we'll see. Hope he's got, I mean, it's still a, you know, it's not an easy task to go from college to NFL. So we shall see how it goes. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Rookie minicamp starts up, I think, next weekend. Um, so we're going to start getting a little bit more, um, you know, video and stuff and seeing how they're doing. And I think that the Detroit Lions will be putting out a inside the inside the den episode uh, behind the behind this year's draft like they did last year. I loved last year, so I'm definitely going to be taking yeah. a look at this. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, yeah, I guess that's it from all of us here. So, uh, from Austin and myself, you know, go on, have a great day. And, uh, until we talk to you next go Lions.